Hey, baby. Hey, Heath. So I'm pretty excited about this next uh, episode we got. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening to part one of the unique breed of breed of badass. Unique breed of badass. Featuring uh, Brand, a, Brandon Lloyd. A badass title. It is. I like that title. Yeah. <laughs> so for our listeners out there, you probably will not hear me in part two. And the reason being because I had to take some Benadryl and oh my gosh, I knocked out. And it's not boring one bit, but I, I felt so bad, but I just couldn't, I couldn't even hold my head up straight. No, actually she didn't hear part two yet because she was Yeah, so I'm just out. as interested as y'all are. So booze and Benadryl don't mix, guys. <laughs> it didn't have booze. Oh, I thought she had booze and Benadryl. No. Okay, I was doing that. I was That's dangerous. A public service, service announcement, PCA, PSA, if you will. But guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and stand by for part two. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. How long have you been in the Navy? Oh, me blow me life. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. We have 40 years of naval service. And each week we discuss a potpourri of topics, which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage, and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah! So be Lloyd. So, yes, dude, sir. you're a soccer player. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how a big man that's that size. I don't see it either. I don't see how some bitch that big can freaking run down the field, kick it. Not only just run down the field, but kicking a ball down the damn field. Yeah, I was. I, which I learned in soccer was the same as football. I learned it. I didn't go out there acting like I ain't know how to do nothing, but I learned it. I did. You know, we didn't have Google, so I went. Right. I had to go to like the library. Sock, so it was like a soccer coach book or something. I learned how to learn. I mean, school named Redneck Tech ain't nobody there knows how to play soccer. No, because we had that one dude on our on our football team named uh, Ias De Sousa. He was the soccer player. Right, right. They so play soccer over he there. He was the one dude he could play soccer. That's like, good. like, like they play soccer like we play football. Um, but it, yeah, I was I started soccer just just to stay in shape for football because I didn't really want to play baseball. I didn't see how, how I could play baseball. I was good. But I just it didn't, didn't correlate. That, I didn't see how it was going to help me, and it was during soccer season. So I figured if anything was going to help me get better and hone my my skills on a football field, anything I play in the spring is going to – that's what it's going to be for, to help me in the fall. And, right. And soccer was it. Right. So – It just turned out that I was good. It turned out you were all right. Yeah, I, so I you had a big 220-pound son of a bitch kicking a, a, a soccer ball I down the field. I learn, though. I'm not the dude out front that's going to be making moves and going out and scoring goals. Put me in the back, defending right in front of the goalie, the sweeper. <laughs> that sounds like I can something I can do. You can sweep like some bitch. Sweep this bitch, and that's <laughs> what I did. I just learned a football. You learned them pursuit angles. Yeah, I was fast, but even if you're fast, I do outrun you if you ain't got the right angle on. Yeah, I learned true. that's how I learned the angles of football. Yeah, watch just watching right. these dudes come down there. I'd hit that pursuit angle on them. And learn when it, when the slide tackle and the ball was mine every time. If nothing else, they going they're scared to death that I'm fixing to completely take them out of life. <laughs> so they so, jump or whatever, and I'm right. like, okay, that was easier than I thought. Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So what was the craziest thing that happened 
playing soccer. And we've talked about this before. The this kid playing Alba High School, this kid, and we heard all just like you you study and study film and stuff on the football uh-huh. field, learn who to who your biggest threat is on other teams or whatever. Strategy. Well, for me, it's it's that best offensive player. So that's where my honing my skills. I can even get out there and be embarrassed and use that excuse. Well, he's the best dude in in the southern part of Alabama. I could use that excuse. Or you could figure out how to I could figure out how to how to yeah or intimidate him or something. Right. So uh when we played this team, luckily I had a reputation built up by then, and it was not for hurting people. It was because the dude's big and the dude's fast. Yeah. And he's he's got more skills than anybody has Good. ever had in this sport down here. So let's let's try to stay away from So him. they were trying to stay away from and you. It wasn't because you were a you were a big son bitch. I was. And you were fast. So yeah. which is a uh what double threat. Yeah, and it's he come down the middle of the field and he had the ball. Our job as defenders is if they're coming at you and you can get to that ball, you clear it. You just kick it as far down to the other end of the field as you can, screw up their game plan and make them start over if nothing Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't going to try to steal it and do some ball work and get it down there. That's I'm not you. all clearing it. You clear yeah. the ball. Just kick it as far as you can. Right. And I can kick it pretty yeah. far. Yeah. Well, this guy's coming at me and me and this kid, small guy, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, 160 pounds soaking wet. But I had – this was the second half. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. How big were you at that time? Just, just I was 6'2", 220. Six okay, two, so you had him You yeah. had him in size. A lot, yes. <laughs> and I was fast. I could probably beat him in a foot race. But yeah. the footwork he could do. Right. Make, it's that like, quick Like footwork. you put a nut under a cup and you switch yeah, the cup. Yeah. That's what his feet's doing over the ball. And I'm no like, shit. yes, sir. Wow. And I'm just like – but he was a bad son bitch down there, though, right? Yeah, but that's when you had to watch me because that's when all of a sudden you just turned into a ball of dirt and I done got somebody <laughs> twisted, right, right. Like, twisted up like a pretzel. Right. And I didn't necessarily want to do that, but sometimes you just got to. You got to do what you got to do. You, you just got to. It's make, all about that W. Make them reset. Yeah. Just make them, yeah. just, just take him out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yellow card might come out and I'm in trouble. But as long as I don't get two of them, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's coming down the field and he – saw me and i'll never forget he looked up and i saw his eyes he's like oh damn he thought the same thing about me as as he did about as i did about him that's i'm gonna get him but when he saw me he realized i am too close to the middle of the field i'm trying to get it to the outside right which where we have fullbacks i'm yeah, yeah. behind them but you got fullbacks on the other side he wanted to deal with one of them guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um slower guy but the ball got yeah. just when he saw me he looked up and he was like oh, he shit. taps it it gets he was going to tap it around me and just scoot. And I'm going to be standing there like a knucklehead. Yeah, like, yeah. damn, he got me. Yeah. But he, when he tapped it with his toe, he did it a little too hard and it got out in front of him too much. Well, I'm running up on him and I wasn't slowing down. When I saw that ball get a little bit further than it needed to be, I could get there before he could. So I just, like I'm kicking a 60 yard field goal. I mean, you I'm not to shut yes, up. Yeah, and yeah. I was already at the full sprint and yeah. I put everything into it. Boom. Well, when I did that, his goal, I, I can I can only assume, was to he was going to lightly tap it and either put it through between my legs or around me somehow. Right. He was going to catch up and just tap it so he could get immediately back on top of it when he was past me. Because you have right. offsides, too. Yeah, yeah. If, if he oh, makes, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he gets across me before yeah. the ball does, then he's offside. So he had to play it right. Of course, I didn't know that. I just knew I'm trying to kick this ball. Well, he did. He taps it, and it goes through my legs. Well, I'm still in full stretch making a kick. And where'd, you, I, where'd you kick man, him? Man, he he just fed it up to me. Just stuck his leg out, and I kicked him dead in the in the in the uh, shin guard, Shit. right in the middle of his leg. And I felt 
his leg wrapped all the way around my foot. Okay, so just put it. And I, I saw him. He did a complete flip. Where was his toes at when you hit it? Touching his kneecap. God. I, could, I heard his leg, his oh, bone, shit. both his bones and his lower leg snap. Okay. And when he's laying on the ground, his toes are in the dirt, heel sticking up, knee completely backwards. So when did you realize, when, hey, I hurt this kid? When he when I saw all the blood come on his white sock. Was it a, was it a compound? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Coming out of the skin, out, out of the skin. sock. You could see the it, bone sticking through the sock. It, oh. it, I was heartbroken. Yeah. I, I stood there. Everybody knew it. It was like a pin drop. You could hear the bone snap. I don't think everybody knew it at first. That was a bone snapping. I did because I felt it. Right. I felt his leg wrap, and then he went in the air. And I just remember thinking, damn, I have just destroyed this kid's life. But And I just remember standing there, like, completely traumatized. And they picked him up, and I tried to go help. And then my my dudes were pulling me back because they didn't want me to mix because they were trying to fight me. They were pissed off. Yes. They thought you did on purpose. You're trying to take him out. I I mean, and I'd never been that guy. But what, as far as they knew, I was the the tough, crazy guy that's going to try to hurt people. That's, you know. You're an Alabama redneck, right? To fuck people (laughs) up. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just wasn't that guy, but they didn't know it. So they picked him up, and his leg is just mangled. They take him off. And I went over there, and I talked to the coach. And everybody's happy. It's like they weren't happy, but it didn't affect everybody else. Like how did it make me? But but how did it make you feel? I to took know myself that completely out of the game. I said, "I'm done. I don't want to play right. this the rest of this game. I don't care. What the, I'm done. I, yeah. I'm, you you were. I'm not. I see what the the result is of oh, yeah. me hurting somebody. And it because in it, football you never put somebody like that. I, I mean, you knocked the shit out of them, but you never kept them down and, where they and, were. I, and a lot of I did play a lot of defense, but as an offensive guy, you never look at it as like I'm I'm going too hard, right, or whatever. It's holding back. Well, because everybody's trying to football, kill my yeah. ass. Everybody's yeah, trying that's to right. Kill. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So it, it's just one of those things. It was not something I ever had to deal with. And then I saw this poor kid. Well, when they take him to the hospital, put him in the ambulance. Fifteen minutes later, twelve or fifteen of them come back in his place. Big old dudes with with sleeveless shirts. And which I didn't notice it until somebody pointed it out. Right. And they're like, hey, when this game's over, we're going to have to kind of go back, go the back way to get you to the bus. And I'm like, well, for what? Okay, they were and that's when you. it hit Because you were, you, you were a like, visitor? Yeah. They, yeah. And we were so where were you at? Alba, down in the bayou. Oh, and they're all foreign, eight, some sort of Asian, all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. And I just remember thinking, damn, they think I did this on purpose. Like, I wanted to go talk to them and be like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. And, of course, that's <laughs> Worst thing, because I'll go down if I have to, but that would have been what you were at. putting yeah. myself in a situation to have to, yeah, and I, dude, and I yeah. didn't. But it stuck with me for a long time. Two or three guys would put things, the newspaper interviews and stuff, and they'd say one of them would turn out to be a pretty good soccer player. He's like, my most memorable moment was when, you know, that story. And I'm yeah. like, man, the way you told us, like it was a good, not that it was a good thing, but it was just. You know, it's one of the things that it you was bad. You fucked up. I mean, he was not in a you, but he a, was in a wheelchair a whole, for a, a year. I don't want to say you. You didn't do that because you. I mean, yeah, you were the guy that hurt him, but you didn't. You weren't malicious about it. But that kid's life was a forever change. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair. Like literally, he was the biggest prospect from anywhere, any region down here playing soccer, and and I knew that going in. It just one of those things. He amazed me watching this kid play. So I would have never done, done anything like that. Just the thought of 
It's like I should have my character and people that know me should know me well enough by now that that's never a thought that crossed their mind that I would do something like that on purpose. But there was people out there. Of course. I mean, thought that and it just, of course, I mean, it's natural, but that helped me though. I could, I mean, what can you take away from that? There wasn't really much. I wouldn't do anything different. I didn't, I mean, you know, there was nothing. You didn't do it on purpose. No, absolutely not. So if I'm going to take anything away from it, it's going to be just make sure that if, when stuff like this does happen, that, you're not questioned. People don't question. Yeah. Because people do that stuff on purpose. They do it. They people do it. try to hurt people. And sometimes, and yeah. And especially at that level. Right. In high school. Where that especially when, when they're going to fight for the, I mean. Yeah. And most of them will never play again. They're not worried about hurting the next. Right. Play, you know, that, right. so they just go balls right. to the wall. And, and if that guy was that, uh, he was a recruited soccer player, right? Yeah. Big time. And, big time. And, and obviously if, you're, who won that game, by the way? Oh, they smoked us. Oh, really? Yeah, they smoked us. There, why, there was a lot oh, of good players yeah, from there. Yes. I mean, we. I went to the sideline and said, this is – no. Look, it was close to the – I thought about stopping. Like, what do you – I had to evaluate. What are you really getting out of this? Right. Because how bad you felt when you hurt this kid. But that was another one of those roadblocks that kind of popped up, and yeah. I had a decision to Fuck make. your head up a little you bit. It's not yeah. – if you quit and you think it out – or if you, if you stop playing, I didn't look at it as quitting, but then I, well, yeah, it is. It's quitting. So yes. fi- just figure it out, get through it somehow, you know? Yeah. What I mean? And I, and I did. And it, it, that was, well, actually that was after here's the, that was a crazy thing about it. The that's in the spring. So I had already played the whole football season. I'm already getting recruited. I already know where I'm going to college. I, I thought it was Troy, but yeah. all this stuff at our, so this is happening in a time that was like, man, everything was going too damn good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. this happened. It's got something's gotta fuck you up. And it's destroyed me. Yeah. And it and it it almost derailed me in a lot yeah, of Yeah, I can imagine, dude. Yeah. I mean, you took yeah. you, you I mean, trust me, your foot, not that you don't purpose, but in your mind, my foot took away somebody's future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I no, that, I feel I knew that way. for a fact. And yeah, it uh it kind of it kind of hurt me and it was right around the time that was, I think we had a game or two left and right when the soccer season was over that you have, I had actually, by that time, I have to take that back. By that time I'd already signed signing day is February or March roughly. Okay. Because spring training is right at the end of soccer season. Right. So, and I didn't have spring training that year because I already, I was fixing to graduate. Yeah. Cause soccer is like a winter thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It cut, it's, Starts, I want to say Late. February and goes through a month or two before the end of, the end yeah. of school. It's yeah. just a couple months. It's in, in most of the spring, but um, I was using that too to stay in shape. I mean, you run so much. And I remember thinking, damn, is just running and staying in shape worth, you know, you should have taken why you're already signed to play football. Why the fuck are you on the field? That's what I was putting yeah. myself through. Why yeah. the fuck are you on a soccer field <laughs> kicking dudes? Like, yeah. And and that that wasn't the right mindset, the right way to think about it, and and I pushed myself through it. But also during that same time is when um, th- all the stuff with Dan, that the guy my mom had been with for years. Yeah, what happened with Dan? Through, well, through the football season, I did great. I mean, I I had Lord, I was Mobile County Soccer Player of the Year. I was Fox. Teams. You were, you were the biggest soccer player of the year. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they mean. They wanted to give me some shit, so they were like, "Well, he made him." Uh, I was a Mobile County Soccer Player of the Year, the Fox Ten Sports uh, Football Player of the Year, I, and I was ranked in the state weight, you know, for number one for tight ends, all kinds of 
um, accolades. Yeah. And I knew it, but I, I still, I also knew how hard I worked to get there. And I, I never took that time to appreciate it. I literally never celebrated. You saw that touchdown. I caught, I showed you the video yeah. holding the ball up. I would not. Allow no, you it. just held it up and dropped it. I mean, it didn't, it was, it wasn't a spike would, or nothing. No, it was like, well, what the hell are you supposed to do? That's your yeah. job. That's your job. Like, yeah. I didn't think that, but that's, that's how I did it. It was like, I would, I didn't allow myself that time to appreciate it. And you didn't do the icky shuffle in that I motherfucker. No, I, I kind of wish I would have. Um, but, but football, that whole football season went great. I ended up, I mean, man, Lord, end of the year, a couple games. I had one of 200, that one other one I showed you, I had 200 and something yards receiving two or three, three touchdowns, just craziness for a tight end. And, I had I just kept reminding myself if this whole college thing works out because then it's real. Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. You've worked so hard, you might right. get a free education. Now, Other than that, you ain't going to college. Let's let's circle back a little bit. I just want to make sure I'm understanding. So the soccer thing was that between your junior senior year? No, that the leg kick. Yeah, that was at the end of my senior year. Oh, so you were just yeah. keeping, you were just trying that's to stay. What I'm state, saying, that's exactly you were, right. You, you that's thought you were going was, to Troy. That's why I was everything. Saying, yes, I was already verbally committed to Troy. And no, by that point, I had already verbally committed and and then signed with UAB. Then soccer season starts. So I'm out there literally just staying in shape. Yes, just staying in shape, staying top. Cause I I had to, I couldn't I figured, look, man, you've done it this way the whole time. Why are you gonna change shit now? So so you were not okay, let's go back. So football, you didn't start playing that so much to uh, ninth grade. Yep. And, and in August to November. Never went to – we had a chance one time to go to the playoffs. Other than that, we didn't. We played 10 games every year. Yeah, and then you killed at football. You you were uh, – you had already told Troy, look, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to your Verbal, college. Verbally so, committed to him so, in um, November. At the end of the season, they're allowed to reach out and right, start right. visiting you. Right. November, when Tyler did, yeah. we both verbally – we were the only – 33 seniors, we were the only two – that went in. But you started three years before that. Yep. That's fucking nuts. Yep. And then, hey, I need to play some soccer so I can stay. Yeah, in now shape. I did play. I, did, I played soccer the whole all sophomore. I played all. Three. Oh, okay. I you did play. Up my sophomore year because I wanted to do something in the spring because I remember my freshman year, spring comes up at the end of my freshman year, meaning the next year I'm going to be out there with the JV and the varsity. So I wanted to figure out something to do in the spring that could help me get through summer and in shape. And you were a Mo- Mobile County player. Soccer player of the year. year. Yeah. And you started when you were 15 or 16. When I was so. a sophomore, yeah. And you were like 17, 18 here. Yep. So th- three years. You're I'm an playing. athletic I, son of a bitch. I didn't know that, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I went, but when I did realize that, I just pushed myself harder which is what led me to being on that soccer field when I broke yeah. his leg, when yeah. I had no right. business being out there in my mind. But I did. I mean, like I said, right. why would I change it and not be out there? So I still got a team. I still got dudes that I'm part of this team. So I'm not going to take myself out like they do now. They don't go to the bowl game because they yeah. don't want to screw their, their – Right. The next right. step up. Right, right, right. I didn't play that game. I just – you know, I'm, I'm part of the soccer team. They're expecting me to be out there, so I'm going to be out there. I just didn't know it was going to end up right. leading to somebody losing their – changing somebody's life in that, right. that way. Of course. You didn't but want that. That damn sure made me question it all, yeah. man. So, so, so you're killed. You had you were you were uh, verbally committed to Troy. In November. But I know for a fact you didn't play for Troy. <laughs> and here's the thing. Verbal – this and I did not know this. Verbal <laughs> commit 
means because the NCAA only allows them to do certain things, go certain lengths to reach out and recruit players. Right, right. After the end of your senior year or the the season, they they can do it all. They can come visit you. They can bring you to trips, but not till then. Not until then. Up until then, they can reach out and call you, come to your house, your senior, you know, and, and send you letters, come visit with you during the right, season. Right. But at the end of the season, it's it's free game. You know, they got to go out there. And when, when they get verbal commits, they stop looking for that position because verbal commits just as well as, the, you know, a handshake. It's like, it's like a, a handshake. Hand, hand handshake. handshake. Yeah. Everything, just, just like you're saying. I didn't so, know this. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to get to that. that. I didn't know I'm going to get to that. I, I know you. Like I said, I ain't have a daddy. So what the, fuck, what the fuck happened? You didn't play for fucking Troy. You well, play, we'll talk about it. And in Tro- a minute. And Troy was the school to play for. They just oh, yeah. sent me letter after letter. And I'm re- I went on three recruiting visits to Troy. Shit. I remember zero. You were getting recruiting. wind and down. I re- exactly. I remember zero. I mean, I remember thinking the third one, I said, do we even go to the fucking football game? Like, what what happened last night? Drunk is when you get you get there, oh, they took you, you out and got oh, you hammer oh, drunk. Mercy. You don't necessarily throw them it. young girls in your face. Yes, they do it. They yeah. do it. You don't notice it necessarily. Well, young girls, but then by the time they're the same age as you. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's not what I wanted. I remember thinking, you know, I'm, I'm the follow the rules guy. I'm like, we're like, we're supposed to meet with the coaches, man. Talk to X and O's on the board. Nah, like, what's just, going on? They talking different shit. Yeah. And then yeah. it just. That's when I realized though, I was like, my God, that was some of the funnest times of my life. But if I had that at my beck and call, all these fraternity parties and stuff, you would have I game. would have never made it. I would have never made it half a season. So when did you get that enlightenment where it says, look, look, this is there, fun? Because that's pretty mature of you. I also thought knew me and Tyler and I had committed both to that school. So it was our deal. We're gonna go get we'll go together. Um, because they, they wanted both of us. So I, I knew he would keep me in line or, or we would keep each other in line. So he was not a party or he, he I, knew, I knew he would, he would, but he had, he, he was line. that guy that could, that could drink and he's going to still be there at five. Yeah. The first day there. I, I never. So I, you weren't I, that I guy. I just wasn't that guy. <laughs> um, and so him going there, it, I was like, yeah, I'll, if Tyler, me and Tyler go together, I'll be able to make it through Troy. But, but over time, I started thinking just the fact that you've got to talk yourself into not to go into this school because you're you're saying, well, you got to do this, not to go get blackout drunk. You need to rethink this. If you're you're already having issues and you ain't even there yet, and you're already worried about <laughs> worried about flunking out. Yeah, right. So the more I started thinking about it, I was like, I didn't know how to tell Tyler. I didn't want to talk to you know, I just figured he wanted you to go, y'all go roll together. Yeah, and then the West Point. They come, they fucking West Point. Yeah, I have a sit down with West Point that comes to the house. Football. Yeah. And of course, I I had no idea. Well, that's good. I didn't know then what I know now about West Point. You know what, brother? Hey, that'd be good. But that'd be just another guy, another guy that the Navy team can beat up on every year. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those weird things looking back on it. It's like, I cannot believe. I turned down because I had an appointment. Once you when you get offered us, they can't offer you a scholarship because you don't pay for yeah, West Point. Right. You had you, the process to get into that is so it's, right. it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, you think you gotta like, have like you think Harvard and Princeton's hard to the get good Lord there? has to bless you. Yeah, the yeah. Cat, the the service academies are yeah, by they're tough. Far. They're tough. I know I maybe is I yeah. didn't realize that they the height weight standards are still there for these Dude, schools too. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, you can't be no freaking you, fat ass. You can't have there. those big offensive linemen yeah. like the SEC has. 
That's, no hell no. That's stuff that I didn't think about. They wouldn't make the cut. Nope. I never thought about that. I just yeah. remember thinking, man, having a, I did realize that having a routine and a regimen like that would help me. That's what I needed was listening this to this one. guy. Yes. Listening to him. The, the, the way it was laid out. My mom was the one that kind of big bored me. No, like, you, hey, let's talk like, about mama. What did mama like, do? Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll let him come over here and talk to you, but you're not going. If you start signing paperwork, I'm breaking your fingers off. I'm going to snap. You ain't going to West Point. I'm just telling And I'm like, what's the big deal? She's like, and then the recruiter sits down, or the guy sits down, the, the scout. And mom's telling me, yeah, but you also telling him about they owe you some years. How many years does he owe you after that see, I never, not one, never looked it up, never True. thought about it. My mom, you ain't, like, you ain't yeah, going there for free, man. Yeah, you don't just go there for four years and play football. My mom's looking out for. I don't want my son in the military. Yeah, you know, I don't want my, and I just didn't know that. So eventually, yeah. I have a nice day, not having a clue what I'm turning down because Mama's gonna bitch slap somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just never knew. Just looking back on it, it's kind of like, yeah. It sucks, but it's kind of cool. I would have never – I wouldn't have liked the officer route anyway. I mean, I, I just wasn't – We'll get it out of different. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. It just wasn't my style. And we're, I both, we're both yeah, senior enlisted. Yeah. I was definitely an NCO. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I think I would have been a good officer, but only if I'd have been the enlisted guy first. I mean, it's just one yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. that I was like – Gotcha. No, it is you. cool that I had that experience and talked to the West Point guy and all, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, so uh, why, it's, it's one of those things. So I want to hear that did lead me to what you about that to UAB. UAB? I want to hear this. Is what I want to hear. I want to hear why UAB and what the fuck did Troy say when you signed when yeah. you end up going to UAB? <laughs> I, I, it's almost when I look back on it, I'm gonna say, man, somebody must have set this shit up because of how it played out. Like the good Lord, like, hey man, is this one of the things you're trying to get my attention real big again? Because he has to do it. In my face. I don't get the small <laughs> hand sometimes. But so time goes on, and then it's now National Signing Day is coming up, which is ESPN on TV, big time, not like it is now, but for that day. Now, right, you're talking about we're in the, that's the first we're in the day, mid 90s, right? That's the first day that high school yeah. students can sign their, their letter to their scholarships to go yeah. play at the next level. And it's big because and this was what 95, 96, 96, 95. 95 they're okay. taking those verbal commits and turning them into signatures and, and they're putting their teams together. You know, the verbal commits, they stop looking for that position. They go knocking out their other positions. And yeah. at the end of the day, they go sign all the ones that they got committed. Yeah. Yeah. I and so, so this, they should have walked me through that process. I, hear, I agree. You don't know this. You're dumb, dumb plowboy from like Mobile, yes, Alabama. The next day, it's a Tuesday. This is a Monday. Yeah. We go out to the field house, which is where you have your last class of the day. We call it varsity athletics. I'm getting ready to go into soccer season, so I still got my football locker and all that stuff out by the field. And I'm out there the last hour of the day. I'm out there working out, whatever. Yep. And remember, our coaches are all high all the time. That I was getting ready. High school coaches, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. threw my, my book bag on, and I was leaving, walking across the gravel out the fence, and I was going to walk through the school to go out wherever my parking lot, wherever my truck was. And the head coach and uh, what would turn out to be a UAB scout, I could see he was dressed khakis, this nice shirt and hat, had a little, you know, his little satchel, whatever. And I saw you him. You have walking. a man purse? Yeah. And I was, I was, <laughs> I kind of looked up and saw him and I didn't, wasn't going to go around them, but they were moving. You know, I was going to go around. How you doing, coach? Whatever. Keep going. Oh, Lloyd, come here, come here, come here. He called me Whammer. 
because of my hair while wow. skateboarder wormer it's like don't call me that in front of people man i ain't just i'm not your little player no more right. shit you know right. like, but he said come here i want you to meet somebody who's a scout from uab it's like hey how you doing sir he said coach garman the head coach turns around gone disappears who's that my head coach gone all right this is his job he hauled ass. He his job me. is this. He never left you high he and never dry. Me, me or Tyler or anybody one time recruiting. He never made phone calls for us, which is what they do. Yeah, yeah we we made That's our own recruiting level. tapes. We did all that ourselves. And now he just disappears, which I was like, this is weird. Like, yeah. Oh, so shit. like, how are you doing today? I didn't know this guy. He said, Yeah, I'm here. I said, well, what do we what the fuck? <laughs> Can yeah. I go? Like, what? He's like, No, I'm here to see you. Hmm? You're here to see me. This is a UAB scout. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking? Where the fuck's the coach going in? He's gone. This the other way, the wrong way into the school. Yeah, he's going athletic field house yeah. back here. Opposite. He said that, and then the scout though is like cha-ching. Coach is gone. I got this dude by my. Oh yeah, he's like, he I'm, said, a, I'm a, what he said, like, is this that? This is the field house. So we're let's go into coach's office and sit down and chat. Okay, this is one of them stranger danger things. Like, what's it was just it was bizarre. I wasn't you thought he's was going to diddle in your butt. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> yeah, I never one time thought though. I'm verbally committed to Troy, man. I can't talk to you, which is, should have been my response, right? Should but you never been. thought about because nobody now, gave you the run through. Because at that point, if he just said, "Ah, verbal commit don't matter," let's go talk. Then it'd have been hit on him. Yeah, that, yeah. But that never happened. I, I just, you never actually let him know that you were verbally committed. No, because I didn't. He, you didn't he know. Never, he knew. I, there's no way he didn't know. Yeah. But but he took he, he took advantage of your ignorance. When he saw the coach walk off and he knew I'm out there like just a flap and he said, come in here and talk to me. So I did. And I was, it was pretty cool. He'd come down there to see me. That's, that's pretty awesome. I would not gotten one letter from UAB. And uh, we sit so down. So he came out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue, out of nowhere. Right. He didn't I had no clue why or nothing. I just sat down in the coach's office and he's like, uh, so listen, we had a tight end. He said, look, you're getting recruited big time by Alabama and LSU. He said, they got um, Rutledge and David LaFleur. Those yeah, two dudes yeah. will play in the NFL for a long time. So if you go to one of those schools, you won't step on a field for three years, guaranteed. I didn't know none of this, but, yeah. you know, it made sense. And yeah, I said, okay. It does. It does. okay. He goes, you sign with UAB. We start the season next year with Auburn. You'll at least be on the sideline because you'll, you'll be the second string from the minute you get there. And I said, huh? Not I, a freshman, Troy University has not even went into this side of my yeah. head at all. Yeah, I was like, Hold on, what now? He said, We had oh, we got three good tight ends. He said, Watching the way that y'all you used you in your position with your speed, blah 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 blah. blah. We can we want to implement that entire scheme it completely selling me. He he oh, he was a salesman, real man. Yeah. I didn't know though. You're I mean, hooking I'm, on a secret though, too. I was like, Wow, I never looked at it that way. You know, I kind of did run things. I, I just didn't. I was clueless. So it meant, but I was my ego's getting built up. And he's like, yes. So bottom line, anywhere else you go, it's going to be a while before you play, or you can come to a Division One school, which is also a medical school. Also, you're guaranteed. That's where I was sold. He said you're you're guaranteed to get a good degree. Yeah, yeah. Good I education. mean, yeah, that's what you cared about. Yes, he said you'll you'll excel on and off the field guaranteed and then when you go out in the real world <clears throat> as an adult you got all this you can put on a resume i was like so what's the next step 
You were like, did, so. did you bring the paperwork in your satchel? Can I sign somewhere? Yeah, right that's now? exactly. I was like, so <laughs> in your in your man purse, so do like, you have it? <laughs> you bring a pen in my backpack. I ain't got nothing in this thing. Yeah, it's just it looked like I got something, but I need a pen. He was like, no, nah, tomorrow's National Signing Day, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He said, so we'll we'll come out just like you know. He said, I want us. I like to think that he said, almost said, you and Tyler's already signing with Troy anyway. But he said it'll already be all set up, is what he said. Something what do you like say? that. What do you say? So, it'll already all be set up in the yeah. gym. Yeah. We'll just add our table, table, blah blah blah. Get for the video camera for the for the film crews, and we'll get you or the news crews. Get you signed, blah blah blah. So, Trying to get his ass out of there. I never knew that though. Next. No, day, no, you don't know. You're a dumb kid. Next There's morning, there. I told mom about it. Next morning, what did your mom say? She was excited. The, the medical, yeah, she's always wanted to get a medical school. I don't. I never wanted to. I never said it. She did. But so that was, she was excited about that. But I get there the next day and like all these news crews, you know, that they're at all. The where were you at though? Where's this? Where's, where were at you at? Mary Montgomery out past my mom's house, about a mile or so where okay. you had come to. Yeah. At the, at the, in, in the, which Baker, a lot of schools don't have anybody getting signed on national signing day. So, so they, there's a lot of crew yeah. crews out there. Oh yeah. Cause that's a big deal. Telling me and Tyler, when I walk into the gym, I mean, into the library. Big guess. Let me guess. Ta- uh, huh, who Tyler. was it? Tyler was. Yeah. It is. It is with his table over here in the corner, with yeah. all these cameras pointing at it, with his red tablecloth. Says Troy. Troy. Real big. Troy was there. Got, huh? got two helmets, one on each end. So your head. Two name he- tags. Your helmet was already there. Two on each end. Tyler D's, Brandon Lloyd. Oh. As I'm walking up, I see him, and then it oh, hits me. Buddy. The closer I get, it hits me, and I look over, and I was like. How big a piece oh, shit you feel? Fuck. How big of a piece There's shit? There's a UAB table. They're right next to each other. Well, as I get there, that Troy recruiter leans up. Is he Brandon Lloyd? The, he looks at the name tag. He's like, I know there's not another fucking Brandon Lloyd in this school. And I was like, it all hit me at that one moment. And I was like, Ugh. it's not funny, but it's funny. What do I do? Uh, but I was kind of mad. I looked at the recruiter, or the scout that from UAB. He's over there like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I he, just, like yeah. I'm. Making sure it's going down. He's coming over here. Yeah, I'm boy, like, hell yeah. And I was in so embarrassed. I felt horrible because Tyler didn't know until that moment. It was the worst thing I could have done. I just didn't know. I don't blame it on the coaches, but that was a moment. I needed some leadership. I needed some guidance. And I kind of was just forgotten about, which – I mean, it's up to me at the end of the day to make. Yeah, dude, but dude, but had why I, the fuck I are wish, they there? I wish I, I know. I wish I'd have had a little bit more guidance, but yeah. I learned from it. I, yeah. I real, I felt awful, and I, I looked at him. I said, "Man, I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I don't, I'm in my 18 year old brain. I don't even have the words to come up with telling you how horrible I feel." Um, so, so, so that's great. That's great. Do the right thing or do it. Un- screw it up again and come back to you and screw him. You came to you came to the the other college, which is I would end up paying for it. Yes. Yeah. So what what happened? You came to the other college. I'm gonna speed this up, really, Troy, really quickly for you. Hat in hand. You came spend, in hat in hand. We're not gonna spend. What yes, do you say? We're not gonna spend too much. You get not, you get your ass chewed. Well, we're not gonna spend too much time. On, on my, <laughs> he's, he's diverting the question. Long I like story it. short, what happened was. I, I would go on to play football, and I had a very good career at UAB. I, play, I called touchdowns <laughs> against SEC schools. I did really well. Tyler. Tyler. Has got two national championship rings from Troy. And every, 
it never fails. If it comes up in any way, he'll ask me, hey, man, you want to see? I got it, got it over here. Let me get this wheelbarrow. Uh, I'll touch it. You want to see my ring? Them championships are heavy. Man, and uh-huh. this dude's when he's like, man. You can ring, sign the rings like, up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it take, he's like, yeah, so my safety deposit box. You, you know, there's a check. You could have had both of these. <laughs> both of these. I'm like, yeah. you got your payback then. I got, I mean, it, it, I learned my lesson. You, and and yeah, that that's was, right. that's okay the, though. That was the, the, the pie in my face. You Just, learned a lesson and nobody man, got hurt for it. it. They didn't, except me, my yeah. feelings. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, because I think, I did do well, but as far as the team goes, you didn't, got you didn't, get, you didn't get two smoked. national championships. We got our asses smoked all the right. time. Yeah, we played Auburn. We played Nebraska. Auburn ass. We played LSU. We played all these teams, and we got the hey, so speed out of us. I'll tell you what, real quick. How them rate how how them freaking Tigers <clears> treat you? I'll dog? tell you, we actually beat LSU. Yo. The third year in. Oh, okay. we almost we almost beat Auburn. We lost six to nothing, two field goals. Um, and I do remember being on the sideline just in, in Jordan Hare Stadium looking around like, this is bizarre. Yeah. Because because he did not lie to me. I was on the sideline. I was on the travel team. Yeah. You got a team of 100 dudes total on scholarship yeah. with, you know, scholarship. Yeah. Only when you go on away games, a very small number of dudes go on the travel team because that's expenses. You got to pay all this yeah, money. Yeah, so you try to keep it to yes, the necessities. You, yes. You don't, take, you don't take everybody on, yeah. on big away games. And so to make that travel team was 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 cool, and I I was on the field a little bit through my first, and it, I, I had a good. I'm not upset over it. So I just you did know, you play a good bit in college? Then? Yes, but I, but I was what I found from high school football was something that I was missing that I didn't know I was missing from from my childhood. My dad taking yep. off and all that, you know. Yep. I, it was filling a hole that I had and didn't necessarily know I had it. The, the camaraderie and stuff like that, being a part of this team yeah. was something that felt like I was always by myself or losing people. Well, I, I found something. I didn't, I couldn't put it into words then, but I assumed taking it to the next level in college, I'm just going to learn it. It's going to be better. Like I'm going now, I'm going up here with the elite athletes and, and the French, all this stuff's going to be better. And it didn't, it didn't meet that at all. Um, I don't know if my expectations were too it high. Did, it didn't fill the, no. the void. Yes, because I, I wasn't looking at it from an athletic standpoint. I'm going to go up there and, and do great things on a football field. I, I was filling other holes in my life, too. Not Like I said, I didn't necessarily know that. I just know, knew that I am I'm doing all this, and I still don't feel accomplished. I, I still feel like I am need to be fighting and striving for something, but I don't really know what for. You know, I'm yeah, yeah. at a 4.0 grade point average. I'm I mean, doing killed good. It. Killed college. Yeah, I, yes, I did. And doing great. And I just, I just didn't feel it. Well, also, what happened at the end of my senior year going into that, and I know it played a lot into it because Dan, my mom, kind of long story short, Dan and my mom have been together just by this point four years, four or five, four and a half, something, a long time. And he was an important part of my life that not even, you know, I would learn this, unfortunately, you know, in the wrong way, how much he really, how important he was. But um, he, he was close to me. He's the only thing I had that I would call any kind of father thing. Right, 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 right. Um, well, as it gets, you know, spring break, senior year, very close to graduation and all that stuff. Uh, he had a beach house. He had his sons. He's trying to get custody of his two sons that are still under 18. Yeah. And he, he gets them there. He kind of had a bachelor pad. He let them drink 
He let them do certain things. How old were his boys? Though? The, his middle and youngest were my brother, me and my younger brother. So, so we sit up to 17 and 15. So roughly. too young to be getting hammered drunk. Yeah. And yeah. his, you know, the whole, if you do it, I'd rather you do it here than I, I get what it. What he man. was trying to do yeah. was make his kids like it. Yeah. He, it was, know, but he I was, didn't know the history. It was a bribe. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. He went a long time without having much relationship with him. I, you know, I would come to find that out a lot later, but he was, it was cool from like, I enjoyed going up there. I, Mom knew she didn't have to worry about me drinking. I wasn't, you know, I had too much to look forward to. I wasn't going out getting clashed or drunk and fighting. That wasn't you. That wasn't you because you were me. you were too busy trying and to. I, during football season, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, time. I didn't date girls. I didn't drink alcohol anything yeah. during football season. I was might have missed out on some good times. I was still there. I was was happening. I was still having some fun. I just you know yeah. everybody knew that I was not. I'm my focus. Yes, and and it so it it, it was fun. Get, no, that's respectable. Well, yeah. mom kind of got tired of it. And we'll talk to him about, look, you know, I just don't want to have to worry about my sons coming over here and getting into something on accident, whatever, you know, yeah, now this yeah. is behind the scenes. I didn't see any of this stuff. Right. And, and it just put a wedge in between them. Well, spring, between your mom and your yeah, boyfriend. And Dan, yeah. Dan, yeah. And then the spring break comes and I, like high schools, you know, one's got this end of Gulf Shores, <laughs> others down here. You don't cross, yeah. cross paths. Well, they go to Baker. That's our biggest rival. Baker, Mom's yeah. down there with them. And Dan and his sons and all having little baker parties. And I come over to visit one night and I don't necessarily know that my, did I remember my mom, if I knew my mom was there or whatever, I knew there was a chance, Yeah. but I get up and walk in and mom, as mom's walking, she's like, let's go. Oh, she's right. row. Yeah. She didn't look, she was she, pissed off by something. Yeah. But she knew how to keep it under control. It was like, she wanted me to run her up to the store or something. It's kind of how she, you know, right. she's acting like. So we got on out of there and she was like, well, me and she was upset. Long story short, she broke up with him and said that, look, man, we've been together almost five years. Oh, it's God. clear that now we're getting into the stuff that we're not going to be able to come together on. Yeah. And it's, it has, it, you have your point of view. That's fine. I have mine. Right. And, and then they not, they're not going to match. They're not going to match. Right. So right. She broke up with him and his words were verbatim. It's not going to end without a confrontation. She told he said that to her. Now, when she told me this, I didn't get offensive because I didn't know. I knew him a certain way. He was not a he, mean to guy. you. He was like a he good was dude. He was huge. You know, I've never saw him aggressive, mean. Right, like a big teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. And and of course that would that would uh that would completely go the way. What the fuck happened? The dude? way he said, man, it was just the definition of stalking. My mom had a lot to do with how the stalking laws down in at least in statewide in Mobile how the stalking uh, laws and all that stuff would go. Cause he would come drive up, park in front of our house. Just, we knew he was there, but the cops would get there. And it's like, there's nothing. He knows what not to do. He, he won't to help rules. you, but we cannot help yeah. you. He's, I mean, my buddies are calling me. He's over on this street. This went on for months. He's beat anybody that come to my house, then left. He followed them and beat their ass. He's a big motherfucker. Big old yeah. dude. He yeah. put dudes in the hospital. Yeah. Um, that were one of them was the guy that I had DJ in my prom. I was I was in charge of getting the DJ from no prom. He's over there helping me go through music and all. He, he couldn't even DJ the prom because he was in the hospital. Dan almost killed him, busted all the windows out. I mean, just that that's what he was turning into. Crazy. One guy got arrested one night way down at the jail. They let him out somehow. He walks 15 miles to our house. And right when he finds out that the cops were watching the house, when we found out he got out, and when 
he hits them. They hit them blue lights. He cuts his wrist. Like commit. He what? I mean, dude, no, he what, knew the word. He knew the system, dude. Big time. And this, this went on for months. And then my brother has a bad car accident and should have been dead. He spent. He had to go. Ended up finishing through homeschool. I mean, he cracked his skull from above his right eyebrow to the back of his head. He was in the hospital for months. Had to learn to walk again. Your brother. Yes. All this wow. is happening at the same time. And I'm trying, I just want to graduate. Like, and then I'm thinking, how can I leave? Why he's from Birmingham? How can I go to Birmingham and leave my mom in this situation? My yeah. buddies are calling me at two in the morning. Hey, Dan's over here on our street looking in your back door. It ain't like so so oh boy, Dan was from Birmingham. He was, but he had, of course he lived down there long. In I'm gonna say Birmingham's a good bit from Mobile. Yeah, I mean, it's a couple lived, hours. He lived in Mobile for, for a long time. Yeah. He just he would use that as a threat against me. I know you're going to Birmingham. I know Birmingham. I know people. He wouldn't say it to me, but he would say it to my mom. My brother's over here and things. He's like, hey, just oh, watch. He's that ugly. Yeah. Dan's talking about coming to Birmingham, all this stuff. So I'm like, ah. So I finally got got some balls and said, look, he come to the door, knocked on the door one day, knowing my mom wasn't there. And I said, Dan, stay away, man. You're, you're making me mad. I don't know why. I don't know. So a lot of this I didn't know was going on. So right, right, I did. Right. And it was a lot more than I knew. A lot more than you and, can handle. And I said, you got yeah. He said, I just want to come to your graduation. I was like, please get out of here. I can't take this, man. Me and him had always been tight. And he turns around and walks off. And a few minutes later, I hear him knock on the door. And there's a grad, like a card there with a hundred dollars, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize this is a fucking sociopath, man. This dude is crazy. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get it. Well, he shows up at my graduation. He's following oh, my mom around shit. and misery i'm on the stage walking across just trying to make sure i i he's seeing your mom standing, trying to see yeah, he's yeah. Huge, six eight he's standing right behind her yeah and my cousin leanne graduated with me so her dad my mom's brother uncle Vaughn, big old dude i get my size from him he's right there with my family and he had to tell dan which dan towered above him but he still told him he said if you don't leave here i'm gonna cut your guts out so it, it was one of those things. Dan's just everywhere we went. So, Brandon, I'm seeing this there. dude. This dude's legit crazy. Monster. monster and, and he's, he's yes. big. Yep. So he's some little guy that you can fucking take out. He's a big son bitch. Yes. So what what came to a head? When my when my brother my brother's in the hospital, my mom's at a moment we lost our sister in a car wreck. Now my brother's in that same spot. We oh, so she's reverting your mom's reverting back to your sister to your yeah, sister. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those things because we he was supposed to die. He was not supposed to make it. He was bad. Um he, months and months he spent in the hospital, but he was he was not supposed to make it out of that wreck. And so I'm home by myself trying to finish up the last two or three weeks of school. I'm sleeping at home and I'm having nightmares. I'm thinking literally bank that people he's banging on the windows. I'm freaking out. And Maybe he was. I don't. I don't know. But I'm. I'm tortured yeah, going yeah. through this. And yeah. then, so I graduate, and I'm tr now. I'm battling. Do I go? Do I not go? I end up going. Going. And, going and to where? Going to UAB. Oh, UAB. Like, I, okay. I, I had to make that decision. Yeah. Mom, mom said you're going. Yeah. Like we got this. She would make me think like he, she ain't heard from him in a while. It was a lie, but she made me feel comfortable enough leaving. Right. And then I, but she my, wasn't that comfortable. No, my brother yeah. would call me. He's like, look, Dan's talking about, he knows where you live. Oh, fuck. He knows where the athletic dorms are, all the stuff. So I went to the head coach and said, sir, this is a deal. And he said, look, before he gets all the football players that live on, on campus, live on y'all's two floors, he's got to go through a lot of dudes to get to you. So he'll be dead first. Like we got your back. So that's I felt cool. great. That's cool. It was awesome. It, it felt great to me. 
but you but still talk about your mama. Then I thought the minute he realizes I'm untouchable, he's gonna go back to mama. He's gonna go back there. So yeah. it it never went away. Like right. it was there. So I go through all the college. What would end up happening is, and it never stopped. The years just went on, and finally the last when I I get out of out of college after the I was there three years, and joined the army. First year in the army, ninety eight. January 6, 98 to December, December 98. That's my first full year in the Army. Yeah. I didn't come home at all during this whole time. I, I was knocking out stuff. I mean, I had a mission. Yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. had not been a thought in my mind in right, years. Right. Yeah. Like, it's done. It's over. My mom's already seeing somebody else. Like, yeah. It's all everybody's over. moved on. Everybody's moved on. Well, Christmas comes around. Christmas, the day before Night before Christmas Eve, so the 23rd, that night. What year is this? 98. 98, okay. 23rd, the night of the 23rd, 98, I drive home. And the first time I've been home, I'm excited, like, going home. Mom's, got, year. mom's built a house. She just moved in it the week before. She's got things are working out. Things are, like, moving up yes. for the first time I, for yes. your mama. And I'm yeah. excited to go yeah. let my hair down and go get layered up. So I've been yeah. in the Army a year now. I know how. Oh, yeah. I know how to kick them back. You can wear that uniform just to freaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. So I get down there and I'm going to her new house. So she tells me I get there. I get to the to mobile to my mom's new house at roughly five in the morning. I like driving through the night. Where were you at? Huh? Where were you? Where were you I was at from? Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Oh, so that's a good little yeah, haul to South about Alabama. Seven hours. Yeah. Just straight shot down yeah. six from you get in Nashville, yeah. straight six. Good little haul. Yeah. So I get down there, drove through the night. I get there at five in the morning, pulling yeah. in beautiful house. I'm like, this is wow. This you is know, mobile. Still, still got the yard sod, like the new garage. Oh, so it's it that new. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new. She designed it's just a beautiful, beautiful home. She deserved it, man. She's yeah. worked her at been all she's been, she's been through. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I go in and she's like, look, I'm in a hurry. But it was early, but I was like, damn, it's early. She said, look, just make yourself at home. I got knock out a couple things. She's a real estate broker. Yep. She said, I'm going to go knock out a couple things, and then I'll be back, and we'll spend the day together, whatever. So I get in. Awesome. I get to look around this big bitch by myself. Yeah, yeah. Christmas tree, you know, it's all decked yeah. out. So I walk in, looking around. Phone rings about 6, 6.30. Hello? Yeah, there's Karen there. Nope, not here. You know, she said she'll be back around 9 or 10, something like that. So I called her back. Boom. Hung up. Ring, ring. I mean, immediately. Almost like the accidental ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I picked it up, and I was like, hello? Back when we still had landlines. It was the same person. But you could tell he was changing his voice. Oh, shit. To, and I said, hold on, man. You just called. I just told you. She'd be back around 9 or 10 trying to throw in some Irish shit. It's not fooling me. <laughs> Call back around 9 or 10. I got things to do. I'm trying to see her new house. Call back. As I go to hang up, I hear, all right, buddy. The chills that hit me because he knew who he immediately. Was. I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it takes me back, and I, I don't, not prepared in any way. Ain't heard. I tried to convince myself there's no fucking way that was you hearing things. Why would you hear that? I don't know. You hearing things, man. And it was easy to convince myself of that. I mean, it was yeah, just yeah, some because you whatever. didn't want to hear it. You're yeah, having a good time. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe it was a different guy. Just, yeah, you, you know, just yeah, whatever. I so I hang it up and. Start looking around, whatever. This is great. Now I'm going to my, I'm leaving. It's about seven o'clock, seven in the morning. I'm leaving. My granddaddy is out cutting grass. I'm going North Mobile to go to my granddaddy, grandma's house, but I'm going to swing by a yard, find my granddaddy cutting grass, and then we're going to go home with him, just spending time, just right. hanging out. Right. 
as I pull out of the driveway and I'm driving down the road, and I, there's a red grand down. That's what he drove. And he's a big ass overgrown dude. Yeah. Grand down passes me. Heart dropped in my stomach. And I looked in the rear and I said, what the fuck? There's no doubt now. I mean, I can't talk myself out of believing that was Dan. He, yeah. He's big grape. Ape. Yeah. Big, big in that little grand down. Yeah, big old, that massive. Yeah. yeah. And I stopped and I watched him. He turned in the driveway, sat there a minute, almost like he's like, I want this motherfucker to see me turn in his driveway. He had never done that. He always knew where to stay. Yeah. Out off our lane, off the property. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. He, he, he didn't give a damn. Care. But I, I didn't necessarily think that, but I knew I was like, damn, he's thinking he's later though. You're yeah, like, but, that dude is well, then good. I did think, damn, he's in the driveway. He where's he coming from? I thought this was all starting again. You know what I mean? Because I knew he had a restraining order. I did know that two years. He was on a straight thick one, too. Yeah. So I was thinking, what this crazy dude? So I said, Well, I'm gonna have I'm just gonna get on down the road, let you know he's Looks like he's following me. So as I get closer, North Mobile's following me the whole way. On my ass, too. All kinds of shit's running through my head. I'm like, what do I do? I'm an army dude. Now I'm a, yeah. <laughs> about to, I'd already been a sniper school. I was like, I just go chill off in the wood line. <laughs> All kinds of things are going to yeah. <laughs> So I said, what I'll do is I'll drive out that yard. Me and my papa will whoop his ass. We'll beat him with a lawn. Like, that's what I was thinking. So yeah. I drove by there, pulled in that driveway, and my papa wasn't there. And I was like, fuck, well, Dan passes me. And I look and I saw, which would turn out to mean something later, I saw his tag. And the number one on the album tag is Birmingham. Okay, if you thought it looked like it, now you know. You know 100%. So many things are showing me. Right. This is who you think it is. Be, take it seriously. Right. Back out, go. I said, okay, he must, Papa must already be home. So we'll go a few couple miles up the road, get to his house, and then we'll handle this. So I pull in. Her drive, my grandma's driveway goes up, steep incline. Yeah. I put it in part. He pulls right below me Ooh. at the end of the driveway, just parks there. I got out, you know, ah, big old yeah. ding, ding. That's how I was approaching it. Yeah. Not too badass, but like, I'm going to jump in this window if you say the wrong. Cautiously. Yeah, uh, cautiously aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I walked down, which I had no clue how to really calibrate yet because you dude you're a big boy yeah. but and, i do made you and i knew like i was boy. a boxer i knew i knew i mean i uh, but compared I, to I him hit him first though i know that compared to him you were small yes i knew i wanted to hit his ass first while yeah. he's still sitting down yeah. more my size yeah. but it was weird i knew something was different the minute i walked up to that car he never looked at me he's this big guy he's staring straight ahead he's got his arm on the window these yellow doe skin gloves on leather gloves. Oh, it had gloves on. Yeah, and it ain't cold. Even though it's December, it's not cold. Yeah, you had like, one of the warm yeah. ones. Yeah. And he's over here fiddling with his gear shift. Like the, you know, so he's, we, he's, on the he's, side. He's, he's weird. Out. He's tweaking, yeah. And a big, burly guy. You know, he's got his head down so it don't hit in the thing. And I'm like, Dan, what the fuck? You know, I lay into him. He lets me talk. lets me go. He's he like, lit his ass up. Yeah, he's like, are you fucking done? And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Like he never looked at me. He just let me go. Just kept on twiddling with his gear shift. He's like, "Okay, you fucking done?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Look, <clears throat> the only way me and you is gonna live today." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, man, what are you talking about?" I said, "Dan, here's the thing. You've been blowing smoke and attacking people from behind for years. Blowing smoke, talking shit, and attacking people when they're not looking." I don't have a, there's nothing in me says that you're going to fight me toe to toe. 
give me a break. Like, what are you talking about? He said, I just told you the only way that me and you are going to live today is if you get your mama to agree to drop charges and talk to me. I said, whoa, whoa, man, what is going on? Like, I had no clue what he was talking about. And this for if we get this out about 10 or 15 minutes, my grandma's at the front door by this point watching me. Pissed off. Pissed off. And and, uh, I said, you ain't going to do shit, man. What I thought was his gear shift was a shotgun. And he was Uh, going from safety to fire, safety to fire. He pulls it out and puts it right in my stomach. And I remember thinking... Yeah, your mouth just got you all you, all the holding back you did your whole life talking shit. You you did it now. I mean, this was not the time to pit to learn how to talk shit to somebody. Yeah, it's just gonna, that's what you were thinking about. It's yourself. just going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, I, in my head, I was like, if I turn and run, I might he uh, might accidentally shoot me. All you got to do is because shotgun, he ain't got to aim straight up a hill. He ain't got to aim. It was up a hill too. Yeah. I said I'll I'll he'll freak out or I'll tip the gun. I mean, it's in my stomach. And I said, well, if you're going to – something got into me then that I've always looked back and tried to put work, put it into words because I didn't know. I mean, I would learn that on the battlefield what that feeling was, that, yeah. that adrenaline and, and courage in, in, that, in facing something like that right. in that moment because I didn't just bow down. I said, Dan – what what is wrong? I, I hit him with some reverse psychology completely on accident. I mean, I was I, trying I, out to of your think, just out of the top of your head. Yes, I was trying to think. Look, man, you you got to you're gonna have to use your brain to get out of this. Ain't no and Braun is not gonna do exactly, it. Yeah, you you've got to step back and think about how he, there is you are helpless right now. And yeah. if he pulls that trigger, you're gonna be in two pieces. You're done. Yeah. Everything you it's all over, and your grandma's watching. Yeah. So I just kind of kicked it into another level. I calmed down and I said, Dan, why would you do this to me, man? We've always been tight. I understand you and my mama's got all this problem, these problems. Yeah, but it ain't got to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with me, man. Let, let's talk. Seriously. And I saw a tear. I mean, I started talking about Christmas. A tear comes out of his eye. And I was like, fuck, I think I got it. But he was like, <laughs> he said, get on in the car and I want to take you down the road. And I said, I need to get in your damn car. Now you're holding a shotgun, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> no, sir. He got, and I said, uh, well, he told me, he said, I'm, uh, my plan is to kill my, kill you and then kill me. Because if I just kill myself, your mama gets off scot-free. That's when I knew it was crazy. He yeah. still has not one time looked at me. We stood there with a, I stood there with a shotgun in my stomach for an hour. He never looked me in the face. And he said, my plan is, this is my plan already. He told you, he had planned yes, on killing you. Plan. He said, I did not know that was you this morning. I thought it was somebody else leaving him or whatever. My mama, he that was the end of her restraining order on him. Oh, yeah. She got a letter in the mail that morning and a phone call saying, check your mailbox right before I got there. And it said, I'm sending you this now because I can. After two years, she ain't heard a word from him. Mm. And he's back. Because mm. the restraining he was just order waiting. Was he was just waiting. He was just waiting. And that, that, that freaks you. That's freaky. Yeah. And my mom was leaving that morning to get to the sheriff's department, put in. So they were already looking for him. And so, so, I mean, at this point, uh, I had to take him serious, but I still halfway, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, if that motherfucker his, looked at me like that and told me that, I would take him. He never me. looked, that was another thing. He didn't look at me. I mean, that's some, even scarier, kind of. Yeah, well, in the moment, I, I just all I had was historical data. Like, he just this is this is a threat, this is something he would do a threat like this to try to scare me. My job is to show him that you're not scared. That's what. And it stopped there. That's as far as I got mentally. Just don't look scared. Talk to him. Try to back him down. Don't be aggressive. Just, just 
So I see a teardrop and I'm like, I got his ass. He goes, well, if the only way we're going to live today is you get, a, get her to agree to talk to me. And I said, well, why the fuck didn't you just say that? I literally, I was like, why didn't you just tell me that instead of pulling a gun on me? Yeah. I can do that. What do you mean? He's like, did you hear when I said, look, man, give me a phone. I'm going to write some shit down. Let's get this. Let's get it working. Come on. Let's you're go right, you're right to work. What's your phone number? We don't text message these days, but we're going to get you. Okay. We got it. We got yeah. it. I'm going to knock yeah. it out. We're going to do yeah. this. He, he was like, I'm telling you. Literally, after five minutes of this little back and forth, he's leaving. And I'm thinking, this is something. Just Is this really happening? Is, am I living through this? What the fuck? Well, he said, listen, I'm driving out of here. I will be watching this house. Over the next 10 minutes, if I see a cop, if I get pulled over, they're already looking for me. I'm not going by myself. I'm going to take out as many as I can take out. And if I see them coming this way, the first place I'm coming back in, I'm going to kill everybody in that house. I believe your grandma's house. Yes, I believe you, me and her. I said, I said, you don't have to threaten me anymore, man. I already told you I'm going to do what you, I can eat. My mom will do what I ask her to do. This is easy. He said, okay. And he leaves and I'm standing there like, whoa. What the fuck? But when I get in the house, it hits me, and I, the fear shaking. Oh, I know where. Well, death. you were you was a fight or flight. Yes, and I, I didn't. I told my mama, "Do not call nobody." He said he'll kill. It took me a few minutes to come out of that and say, "Dude, your granddaddy's got shotguns all up and down the wall." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in there and started kind of relaxing. I called 911. I got yeah. shotgun in each hand. Yeah. And I'm on the phone, like holding the phone with my ear, you know, just as you're, ready. As you're, as you're ready. Just ready. And I told him, I said, he's not here. He said, if anybody comes here, he will come back here, though. And I don't want to kill anybody. No. Like, that's where, you know, I've been in sniper school, but that shot ain't going to work on a shotgun. Plus, I don't want to take a life. Yeah, Especially yeah. his. He's not here. Do not come here. He's got a Birmingham tag. That's where he's got a Birmingham plates on a red grand dam. He's gigantic. You look through the windshield, you don't see you nothing. Know. You know. He's taking up the whole freaking yes. front seat. And I said, he he did say he will kill cops. He's going to kill everybody. Okay? Within five minutes. It was cops 17 everywhere. 17 cop cars. That's how it from, works, dude. From, the, from Pritchard Police, yeah. Mobile Police, and the Sheriff's Department from every direction. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. My granddaddy pulls up home to that. To 17 police from everywhere. Your <laughs> granddaddy, the retired yeah. Navy guy. Yeah. yeah. And that, so that's and what happens, no, he, dude. That, that grandpa, that was my dad's dad. He, oh. was, a, he was an Army Korean War Army veteran. Korean War veteran. Yeah. Okay. But, st- I mean, I can't imagine how scared he was. But then my, my I called him Uncle Jack. Jack Tillman was the sheriff of Mobile County, who my mom went and talked to that morning. Yeah. Um, He, thank God, but then before Papa even got his truck in the driveway, Jack pulls up with his GMC Chevrolet truck yeah. with all the all, all, tricked out. all the tricked out thing. And he's he gets opens his door, stands on his little step bar on his megaphone. He's like, if you got a, a uniform on and a badge, when get I you, count to three, get your ass still, over yeah, here. I'm gonna count to three. <laughs> if you're still here, your career is over. Uh, and they disappeared. Oh shit. But I was like, why didn't they listen to me? I told I was scared to death. Yeah. And what I go inside, I talk finally talked to my mom. My mom's at the police station, my brother's there. I hear him in the background. And I kind of, I didn't tell her what happened, maybe a little bit, blah, blah, blah. He followed me here and that was it. She calls me about 10 minutes later and I'm trying to fill Papa and Jack in the sheriff. I'm talking, I'm telling him the deal. And I ended up like letting my mom hear that conversation is the way I did it. 
And then at some point she hangs up. And then when Jack goes out, Jack was like, call your mama. Just he come went out and immediately he was back in. Yeah. And he was like, hey, call your mom right back. And I was like, I just hung up. So I call. I don't know if he didn't want me to hear. Right. He went outside and, and he's a sheriff. I mean, yeah. you do what you tell him. Yeah. And then so I called mom back. And he said he's she said he just burned the house down. Well, which house did he burn? The down? brand new one. The one your mom that I was at this morning that he followed me. And from. you moved you. You went to your grandpa. House. I was at my grandma's, grandma's house. house. So you were gone from there. Nobody was at your mom's yes. brand new house that she slaved over for years, coming from nothing because yeah. her. He left yeah. me and went back out there and burned her fucking house. Burn it down. It was Christmas tree. We've been up since since. So you told me that, yeah. So it went up immediately. Fuck. And and I told her, I said, Mom, I you know why he did it? Because all everything we had of Amberly, my sister that was killed, it was in there. That's yeah. what he was after. He was after. He he told me he wanted to hurt you by killing me. When I got away, that's what that was a, a he, ace in the hole. He he destroyed everything that yeah. reminded it, your mom of, of he your knew sister. He, he had that. That yeah. was the plan B the whole time. Holy shit, man! So what the fuck? See, that was actually it? probably plan A. I just kind of hopped in. The you picture. hopped in. He's like, oh, this it, looks yeah, easier. I was a target opportunity. Right. That he, yeah. And um, so, so what happens with this motherfucker, dude? The I tried to convince. I told mom. I said, "Look, th- but if you look at it this way, this is his mo. He he hadn't hurt anybody still physically. He but went out there. He mentally he fucked went him out up, there like a, yeah. But he went out there like a coward and he burns the Chicken house down. Yeah, Chicken I'm telling shit. my mom this. I'm like, he's gone. He's probably in another state by now. Right. He knows how bad he got you on this one. Right. You'll probably never hear from. You know, I'm trying to convince her. I don't believe this shit. Right, right. And You're I, trying to just keep yeah, her. I, yeah, I, keep her maybe, sane. Maybe trying to talk myself into it too. Right. I'm still trying to relax and just. It must have been a half an hour later. She calls me back, and she said, "Try to get in touch with your brother. He's out looking for him." Jeff right. was my brother. Was out there every time he saw a red car. He's getting in that lane in his big '79 Dodge. He was like, your brother was ready to kill us. I realized it was not Dan. I would get back in my. He's ready to kill some bitch, sir. Yeah, Yeah. and so thirty minutes after that call, by at this point, it's still only ten ten thirty in the morning. Mom calls back and said they just found him at the battleship. He blew his brains out. Battleship Alabama, USS Alabama, down right in Mobile Bay, right between Mobile and Ball. Yeah, I've been there. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I know he killed himself there, dude. Yeah. Right, so everybody, so anybody going to the battleship or driving down that causeway would see. So that's when the reality is. Right, I get it, man. So, so, dude, like your mom and Dave had been with him for like five years. Yep. You were you were younger. You were junior high, right? Yeah, junior yeah high. coming out. Going, and you had a lot my, of res- my second eighth grade. Yeah, right. Like yeah, number, eighth second. grade number two. Yeah. So. What did you think? Because you had some mixed emotions, right? Because he, because you had a lot of love for him at first. A, a whole, I did then. He was like your daddy. I still did. Yeah. I was so confused by this shit. Yeah, and I didn't. By this point, I had already learned how to compartmentalize and kind of. Yeah, dis- you learned dis- in the military. Dis- yeah, yeah. Dissociate, and because of all the stuff I'd been through, I'd already. And learned. Plus, you were trained to kill people as a sniper. You were yeah. trained because, dude, yeah. a normal motherfucker can get killed. That's somebody right. For and, and a lot of the stuff I had learned and dealt with through life and all had had kind of. Weeds of their work work together, and, yeah. and I had learned to kind of just disassociate from it, right? And figure out a way to put it over here and not think. But about how it. did that affect you, though? Oh man, it was it was rough. I knew what got me the most was knowing. Okay, he would have fucking killed me. It went until he killed himself. I thought he's just being a bully. He's still being a bully. I know how to handle bullies. Yeah, and 
when he took his life, that's when it hit me. Holy shit. This is real. I, I literally had my life in my own hands yeah. and I talked my way out. Because that son bitch was, was crazy. Yes. He, his therapist called me, which is somebody my mom knew, yeah. um, a doctor, a psych, psychiatrist, called my mom and said, hey, we found this like later that day or maybe the next day. Said, you know, he left a suicide note in his car, wrote all this shit down and put it on the dashboard or whatever. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah suicide note. Yeah, they, I mean, he completely head completely gone, like three hairs on the back of his Dude, neck is what was left. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, gone. Well, it, mom said, uh, the doctor was wondering if you wanted to hear it. And I said, what? What would I want to hear? No, I don't want to hear this suicide note. I, I'm trying to, I, I got to cope with this some way already. That's just good. No. Right. And she said, well, he thinks you'll want to hear it. Oh fuck! Well, and I said, then you want to hear it now? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. Is it? You know, you go to a scare movie to get scared. I'm in deep now. Yeah, Let's yeah. just keep going Let's deep. Go, Let's, yeah. try. Let's see how far we can swim now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it was crazy because he said in there he realized it. He said, "Tell Brandon that his brains and his on the spot wit and intelligence literally saved his life." Because my full intention was to shoot him. I got that shotgun and triple off buckshot this morning. And when I saw him get out of his car, he well, aimed to kill you. My job, my goal was to not leave there without him blown, blown the bits. And he said, he saved his own life. He beat me at my own game is what he told me. He said, it, and he said, all I can do when I take my dime breath, something like whatever it is, I, I'll with a smile. Cause I'm proud of him. Something. That's creepy. That's almost fucking weird, it right? Is, dude? It is. Like, I wanted to kill that, you, but I'm proud that I, I'm that, proud of you that I didn't kill but you. But that mentality of yeah, so di- you're 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 past that. You're, you're no longer in the realm of you know it's insanity. Like, you're it's kind of like some sky sky worship. You're yeah, no longer you like Star Wars. He's, he had left rational. You are not the uh, Padawan. You are now the <laughs> Jedi. Yeah, I mean, but that, the dude, that's what it sounds like, bro. But the weird thing is, what are you going? What what are you going to take away? He's proud. That is something that it did make. Okay. Awesome. I, I didn't take it as I'm glad he's proud of me. I took it as I'm glad I didn't get killed. I'm, I'm <laughs> that I need to think about how yeah. I handled that situation yeah. and, and in future and work on it. Yeah. Work on it. Right. Continue to, to, because you don't always have to fight. You don't have to swing a punch. You don't have to pull a gun. No, it don't have to be solved that way. Could be the sometimes it does. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the I'm end of the day, I'm yeah. definitely. I'm, I'm That's a last resort. Very comfortable with violence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very good at it. I know, but, but but Brandon, me and you have talked a long time, bro. I've known me and you have talked intimately about a lot of shit in your life since probably August, uh, July of this year of last year. So I know you've been in where you had to bullshit some generals and those foreign. Arabic yeah. countries where you yeah. had to put them on your side and either they were going to save your life or they're going to kill you, but you had them, you had to, they had to trust you. Yeah. So you can't say that maybe some of that shit that, that, that Dan did didn't prepare you. Absolutely. 100%. For so, saving your life as a Sergeant first class that, in the army. That, that's absolutely. And that's not even digging too deep to try to turn. That's the surface. Good. Yes. That's not trying to look deep into something bad and just find something good. That's clear. Yeah, it's clear. That was yeah. the first. I had been through tough stuff, but not like that. Where where the words coming out of my mouth is that you know it's not just good or bad luck that's going right. to help this. Right. This is you have control of what happens. Like right. I said, luckily yeah. I didn't necessarily know that all the way. You didn't know I still it. thought he was kind of full of shit, but I didn't. I still, even though I thought that, I didn't let 
I didn't let that lead today either. Yeah. And go all the way in that corner. Right. And, and yeah. 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 Boom. But here's, I'd have been a dead man. Here's what I think, bro. I think that, you know, the truth comes from a drunk person. The truth comes from a crazy person. And I, I believe that to an extent, I do. you know, but I can't disbelieve that everything comes out of a drunk person mouth is bullshit or a crazy person mouth is bullshit. I don't either. Some I, truth comes out of that. What he told, what he said was some truth. I would get to a point where, yeah. where I was dealing with, with all my trauma, all the yeah. five years and I write all the stuff being wounded and where, where I put the gun to my head and I remember, yeah. so I can look at it from a different point of view is, is when you get to that point, I don't like when people say suicide is, is uh, selfish. That's where they like to go. I get what they're saying, but they don't think enough into it. The act itself, the act of suicide is a selfish act. Right. But the person is not being selfish. They're past rationality. No. And they're, they're not thinking. They actually this think this selfish. is going to be better for them. Yes. Better for everybody. Everybody. Else. I was yeah. there. I'm a burden. Yeah. The, the best thing I can do is take myself out of the equation. Yeah. And, and I had plenty of stuff I could look at to validate everything. All yeah. the negative oh, yeah. feelings, I could validate yeah. them just like that. So I can look at Dan and, and the situation he went through from those glasses now. And I, I hate it for the guy. It sucks. Over a woman, clearly it was more than that. Dude, there was a lot you know, of other underlying conditions. But he had three conditions. sons. Yeah. Three great dudes. Yeah. That now, they were already dealing with enough. I mean, his middle son's going through his senior year of high school like me with his daddy on the news all the time getting arrested. Right. All the stuff he's dealing with that that's... That's how I I was like, you, look what that yeah it's bad for me, but man look look what John's having to deal right. with, and I can't just right. call him, I can't reach out to John. I just had to kind of hope everything was going okay. Yeah, and just to this day I've not talked to him. Yeah, to, to any of the sons, and it's just it's one and, of the, and one you of those think things. about it though, you think about it probably a lot even to a, this a day years later a whole lot like twenty years or so later. Yeah, I, I mean, well, good lord, my my mom's had it rough. Yeah. And just the, the amount of stuff. Let's that- talk about mama. I want to talk about mama real quick. So I'm going to tell you everybody a story real quick. So, so I, I thank you to Jay from the tragedy Academy for hooking me and Brandon up. Cause he hit me up about Brandon and, uh, and I found out that he lived across the beautiful redneck Riviera. We call the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. You got to drive all the way across Mississippi too. It's just like, and yeah. I mean, I see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting people, but he was in Mobile at the time. I know he lives in, he lives a little further east in Mobile now, but he was in Mobile at the time. He goes, "Hey, man, come on down and I'll be helping Mama out." He's always helping Mama out because me and him. I tell you what, real quick, I talked to Brandon. Me, we've talked on the phone hours, and yeah, he did seventeen years. He was medically medically retired because of, of wounds he sustained in Iraq and Afghanistan and wherever else he's been. Yeah. And I did twenty six years. God, He's man. a He's a year younger than me, but still, when I talk to this crazy bastard, I feel like I'm under the learning tree. Like I'm learning so much from this guy. He's a year man, younger than me. Man, that's awesome. Man, that, that, I do. I feel that way, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate that. No, I do. I'm learning so much from you. You got 10 years, almost 10 years less than me service, but what the, the 17 years you did were, were fast and hard. And that's a lot of learning goes into that. So I'm driving down to this guy's house. Or his mama's house. He's over there helping her out. So he's putting lights up around. And his I did mama's tell school. you that's the way to get me out. Like, yeah, you're gonna get better material that way. To oh, try yeah. to sit me down and oh, talk yeah. to me. I'm gonna be in the moment. I throw out because be talking and bullshit. This some bitch is like a squirrel. He sees he sees something over there. He's like, oh shit, over there. So <laughs> so I'm over there with him. We're just bullshit. He's changing the subject off and on because he's like a fucking squirrel. And we're changing the subject on. 
and mama comes out. He goes, mama, what do you think about this? I mean, she tore his ass apart. And I'm like, damn. You know what he, that big son bitch did? He just shut up and colored. Like a good son bitch to do. He shut and up and colored. I was colored. thinking the whole time, I was like, man, he could take anything she's saying and go go quote it on the radio. And I'm like, oh, mama, don't say it, that. It was bad. beautiful. No, I'm not like, I'm not that guy though. So, but it was beautiful seeing mama, the power he had. So, Brandon, I got a question for you. Would you consider yourself a mama's boy? I, and it's okay. I well, and that's cra- crazy because I never have been. I mean, been in the military that long. You're, so you're, yeah. you're, you're not that because mama's boy. You think of having to be. Let's get real, Brad. You kill some bitches. Cuddled. So, so, yeah. so, but at you the end of the yourself. day, I'm you. You know me. I saw you. Yes. Because if I you mean, said no, I've been. Like, I called you a goddamn liar, and I've been like, so fuck. Many, I saw you. In so many ways, I am. Um, there's nothing wrong I, with that. And I'm all right with that. Dude, I learned how she taught me how to be mama, daddy, all of it. I tell you, when you were freaking seven on up to 44, like you are now, who's the baddest son bitch you ever met? It is her. Yeah. And it's still, it's still pushing through it to this day. Yeah. And, it's, but, and you, you just, you just don't hear her complain. I mean, she almost lost me and my little brother in Iraq. Yeah. yeah. We both wounded, both should have yeah. been dead. And she's a stone. And, and, she, she's mean, a rock. She ain't happy about it. She'd rather tell no. somebody I spent 18 years in prison than to tell than to bring up army life. Just, right. Just because I had to realize how traumatic that was. For yeah, that was hard. What do you mean you don't like the fact that we were enlisted on your birthday? Yeah, they don't like I mean, yeah. yeah, but I tell you what, I met the woman. I've talked to the woman. I talked to her and her uh her uh, uh Brandon's Mar- stepdad, yeah, Mark. Mark. And Great people that uh, tell you what saw the earth, good people. They offer me everything. You know, you need to eat, you need to drink, whatever you want. You know, just ask. And good people, and you come from good people. I do, and it and it's that's that's those things you can yeah. you take away from. Yeah, I, I missed out on this, but damn, I mean, I don't had it. Had my dad been there, who the fuck knows where I would. Dude, been. you might have went up a pussy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Heroin addict. That's what I'm saying. You don't that's, know. That is what Christy told me that really helped me. And, and Christy is his wife, by yeah, the way. His wife, beautiful Christy, wife. My Christy. wife, Christy, has really got away with words. She's told me. Because she's smarter than we are. She's way, not a. Way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. Like I said, my my college, my education don't mean nothing. I'm still yeah. from South Alabama at the end of the day. At the end of the day. But she are. told me, with all you've been through, most, most boys follow their daddy. Uh-huh. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's what they just that's what they know. That's where they go. That's true. I and did. I love said, my daddy. With you going through this, what you went through in middle school, if if you did not like a certain race of people, it would be understandable because of what happened to you. Right. You didn't do it. You didn't and I never looked at you, it that way. You never let that it was a you, it yeah. was a just I was singled out because I was singled out. I ain't taking that in the future and no painting everybody with this no. brush. Yeah. She said, all this your daddy did, you could have easily. I mean, I was there on his uh, on a drug deal, watching him buy whatever it your was. Dad? Yes. And At what age? Lee Lee press on nails in a in a thing. It wrapped up like what did, hands it to me? And I'm like, this is weird. The package is open, it's like buds. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it was, I don't know, maybe some pills too. Yeah. But I was yeah. big enough to be able to stand up in the seat in a in a Chevrolet full size truck. So I still remember it to this day. Yeah, I remember it to this day. I remember being there. Yeah. So we hold on to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. So it's just one of those things. I, I'm from where I come from. She mom taught me so much. Without she just did it in the way that we need we needed it done. Me and my brother. Just like that. And I would come to do that with my soldiers over time. It's like, am I going to dig in and be so set on how I do yeah. things that I, 
that I won't bend to how these soldiers need to be led? Or am I going to adapt to them and lead them the best way I know how to where they want to follow me? And and that's what she taught me that. You know what, man, I'm going to tell you something, dude, we're going to get into this later another time, but I tell you what, as a, as a senior enlisted guy, like yourself, fellow senior enlisted guy, I look at you and you're way more fucking organized than I was. And I, t- I, I'm humbled by those words because I, you know how I don't take myself too seriously. You don't. No, I know um, you enough. To know but that. I do know the effect that I can have on people and Lord have mercy, man. And not just military people. I, I just know that with all that I've been through, sometimes it just takes that one person that you normally you're not that you don't expect yeah to say damn one, right just come in and say it the right way at the right time that completely changes your aspect of, on how you look at life right your path right. and everything so i just try to make sure i and we're going to end it with this ollie story the, yeah do the, it with with all i'm talking to all these high schools and i go and talk to these sports programs I try to teach them how much you're going to learn on that football field and how much it's going to help you in life. It's not the things that you think that are going to help you. No, it's, a bull- it's, it's the little yeah. things, the teamwork. It, it all. I try to connect it, connect the dots, let them know how what I learned there, though I didn't know it, how it would help me on the, on the battlefield late, years later. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of I kind of go outside the box, but I tell them, look, it is not hard to, to go through life and treat people kind. It's a lot harder to go through life and be an asshole. It's definitely hard. It's, it is yeah. hard work to be an asshole. Yeah. But it's not hard work. You ain't even about to say nothing. Just smile at somebody. So that that's kind of the way I go. It's like it's I treat every moment and every situation like my daughters are watching me. Yeah. That's that's literally how simple I go through life. And that's not a joke. Well, I, I talk about this stuff and I say, look, if I'm in a this doing this, I like my old Presley Blazes, they're watching me. So when I'm talking to the guy i talked to him i treat him with kindness because i know at the end of the day i can hold my head high i did it right way it don't matter i can't control what he does but i have 100 percent control of how i react to it every time so th- th- that's how i roll well yeah. last week normally you know i go out there and talk and i've been in situations in the past where i've handled it right or wrong whatever looking yeah. back i was in a position looking in the moment where I'm around people that know that I get out there and talk about treat people with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Do this and this and this. So now I'm faced with a moment where kindness ain't how I want to handle this shit. And man, man. So we're in Ollie's. If anybody don't know what Ollie's is, just look it up. Their slogan is good stuff. Cheap. (laughs) It's a mix between a goodie or a, uh, big lots and a dollar store. Where's this at down there in the good? There's one in Sims by my mom's house, but then we got one up kosher by her Pensacola. Okay, and it's really just the they got some cool stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it ain't it ain't you know it's it's a certain crowd. Yeah, yeah. That walks yeah. in there may or may not have feet shoes on their feet. Yep. Uh, you know, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> dirty ass claw game in the front. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going. You don't. That's what you get. Yeah. But. You, I, it's one of them places like walking in. It's like I'm gonna find, the, I'm gonna hit the gold mine. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. something. Find it right today. Well, we went in there. Christy's not a fan of this place. She's the one that's got the seven hundred dollar. Oh yeah, spend, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So for she, kind of like Jamie. They they bring their, <laughs> they have these, you know, the good nice heavy flower pots, stone flower pots, and all that that they put out. Yeah. And we were looking. That's what we were looking for. Yeah. Well, I have my daughters, I have my Lucy and Preston, my middle and youngest one, and 
my youngest one is named after my, my dear friend, Michael Blaze. Um, and she's old enough to where we can talk about it. We have a great time together. Went to brunch at McGuire's. We had a great day. McGuire's a good spot. Yeah, especially for brunch, man. Fucking I'm, go to McGuire's I'm, if you're I'm ever pick I'm, drink, I'm drinking some mimosas, as Tyler yeah. calls them. I'm drinking mimosas. And just having a great time with me, Christy, and, and the two girls. Yeah. She, Christy's like, let's go to our rooms to go. Looking. We're having a great day before I have to take them home. All day together. Then you got go to go to Ollie's. Ah, shit. All right, we make it around the whole store. And this is where I'm gonna wrap it up. We go to the, we're about to get ready to leave. We're on the far end where they got all the ass seen on TV shit. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my lick. That's where I think I'm gonna find this stuff, right? <laughs> well, we're standing there and the, the checkouts, there's like three of them directly that way, on, almost on the other end of the store. It's pretty right. big, but there's nothing high between us. The racks or none of that stuff is the front. So you can hear somebody hollering yeah. from the other end. Well, I, I hear it. I'm talking to the girls, we're goofing off, but I start hearing them louder and louder and i looked down and i just happened to look way down there at the guy so i saw his head moving had i not seen that it would might might have taken me a while i don't know yeah but i just happened to look that way and a guy pushing a basket was kind of going this way and then he made eye contact with me like damn some shit happening up there i could see it on his face like okay it is i'm not just hearing things well i the girls didn't know they're still chatting Two, three seconds into it, now I'm hearing it's getting loud. And I see it. And I told, I looked at Christy and I said, Christy, keep the girls right here. I said it low and I whew, straight there. And then the whole time walking up there, I'm thinking, what am I doing? This is not good. This ain't good. And as I get up there, I'm staring at the guy now and I see him. He's getting louder. He's calling this girl names. You stole $31 from me. Right he's there in the month. He's a customer. Nice dress, probably late 50s. Big guy, bigger than me. Unfortunate. <laughs> when I get up there, I'm like, of course. Yeah. But but the, the, what got me was there's 20 people up there now in line. This is holding up everything. Yeah. Nobody's. Everybody's looking around. This hollering. He is dogging her. You're you stupid. Blah 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 blah. All this. And like I can see him the whole time. So as I make my way up there, it's getting louder and louder yeah. and louder. And I. I'm trying to, which is good because I'm processing. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, by the time I get there, he sees me and he sees the look of serious on my face. And he calms down. Yes, because I don't want to come up here and try to do something and take away from what I'm doing. Let me guess, it, he didn't make know. it work. He didn't know. It, it worked, man. I get oh, up it there. Work. I get up there, and I was like, okay, I have to be ready to do anything. I don't know if this dude's got a gun. Yeah, I ain't know. got a clue. I did. I wasn't going to yeah. use it, but. That, that makes you feel a little yeah. comfortable. Yeah. He did yeah. have one. But the look on this poor girl's face, man, he was just Terror. dogging her. Terror. You idiot, dumbass, stole. And I'm like, I, I hit my hand down. Wham! And he looked at me, and you could just you could see on his face that he got that I was serious. Like yeah, yeah. that look got across, got the my point across. And I said, listen, if you say another fucking word loud enough that my daughter's back there in the back can hear you. I'm going to fucking take you out in the, in the driveway out there. I'm going to fuck you up. Stop talking to people that way. Stop it. Stop it. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Just yeah. Fucking, stop it. It's everything I can take. To yeah, just, just, yeah. So I kind of put, he goes, yeah, but she, stop. Don't say another fucking word. And I, I let him know. Like, I knew what he was going to say. She stole $31. That's what he's starting to say. Yeah. Stop. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if she's got a knife. And you're bleeding. 
You don't talk to somebody like that. Yeah. You just don't do it. I turn around and start walking back. I'm shaking. I had to just, You're so pissed. I had to why I'm fucking fuming. I'm walking back and then I hear him, but he's not loud, but I'm still sensitive. Yeah. So I saw I said, if I hear you back there, I will come back. That's all I said. And he was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and I turned around and I'm walking back to my daughters, and they're just like, <laughs> well, they probably heard you. They did. I didn't know it. I was not, that was not the plan. They didn't hear me when I was up there. Yeah. It, and the only reason they heard me is because somebody, everybody else was so quiet. Nobody was helping right. this girl. It was so there quiet. Really that it happened. Yeah, it was so quiet that you could hear a pin drop. So he was, it wasn't an employee he was talking no, to. No, he was, was just talking, some girl. Yes, he was talking to an employee. Oh, no shit. Yes. Wow. I'm like, you, the Ollie's, I'm sure there's a policy against stealing $31 from a customer. Yeah, she didn't just in front of you. Yeah, yeah, you, a, yeah. He a just, dollar or two you he, can get away with. You don't yeah, just steal, steal thirty one dollars. I don't even want to know how you come to that, sir. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, just yeah. Say what you want to say because he was raising hell. Yes, he was getting loud, and, and I knew back there. Else. That's what made me go. I said, okay, he's amping it up, and it's just getting loud. So that's the difference. And between, if nobody says anything, he's just gonna keep getting ramped up. That's the difference between Sergeant First Class. Lloyd and motherfucking Brandon Lloyd. That's that's right. Yeah. So Brandon, so dude, <clears throat> I got one more question. For you. What I oh, did is I, tra- I treated it like my daughters were watching me. Yeah. Yeah. I said what I had to say without yeah. getting without getting loud. I let it, I showed him what he could do. Right. You don't have to get loud. And I just scared the fuck out of you. <laughs> You're pissing down your leg right that's now, good. sir. Hey, that's good. It's so and my daughters haven't heard a thing. That's true. They yeah. did hear it though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You swallowed your tongue already. So remember that shit. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. We got the fuck out of there. The lady come up to me and thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, it, it's unfortunate that it you took come me to coming that. Come to the farthest that. Right, point right. away from you in this store right. up there to say something. Right. I'm sorry that it took that long. Right. But, you know, yeah. I, I had my daughters and all not been there. I don't know. Yeah, had he said he didn't say anything negative back to me, but but had he, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I like to think I would have done it the same way. You don't know, but so. that was one of those moments. And the triggers. My girls were like, "You just they got it." Twelve and ten, and and of course, Christy. Yeah, you protected us like that's, and that was a feel like man, it felt good. Yeah, because I you just don't. It's one thing. My wife knows what I've done. Yeah, she knows that what I have the ability of doing. You don't always get put in that position where you can yeah. show, look, I talk a big talk, but I, I do it the same but way. But I believe what exactly I say. Exactly what yeah. I say is what I do. Yeah. But if it got past that and I have to ramp it up another night. I have to whip some bitch I'm ass. I'm very comfortable with I'm that. I'm okay too. with that. Yes, absolutely. So. Escalation of force. Yeah. And that escalation of force. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that. So let's go. Let's recap. So you start out a freaking boy. Sister died in your lap, almost got thrown out the car. Unfortunately, God for you know, God, God forbid that ever happens yeah. to anybody. I know that was one of, terrible. My, one of my earliest memories, yeah. as far as you know, as far as I know. Right. And then you you and know life don't really go much further by that. that. That's about as it's shitty as you can get, yeah. you know, honestly. Yeah. And then you went to we talked about junior high, you got your ass, you got your ass kicked by these kids, and then Seriously. finally you flipped when just you saw your brother. Series. Yep, series of unfortunate events, and then I just my brother gets off the school bus, and I decided that day unconsciously this is, this is the day we're gonna turn this shit around. But I tell you, man, I tell you what, your story and I, you know is a great story. I've never heard one ounce of a mean bone in your body. There's no point, man. Yeah, I, I've I spent five years in Iraq and Afghanistan and other parts of the world, 
in conflict, yeah. armed conflict, doing bad things to bad people. And I, I think about it. I think about it every day. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, it's easy to kill somebody. It's hard to live with it. So yeah. anybody who goes yeah, out there right. and t- talks about how much they like killing bad guys, yeah. then they need to get, they ain't never done it or they need to go get seen. They need some help bro, before I, they do it back here somewhere. Bro, I hear you. And the thing is the event itself is the only thing different. The, yeah. the way trauma affects us is, yeah. It's a lot of the same. That's right. why I know that I don't just have to, I don't have the ability to, well, hopefully to help just military dudes. It ain't got nothing to do with if you've been to combat or not. It, so, it's, it's about a process. Dude, life is a fucking it's combat. A, it's about a process yeah. getting over yeah. it. Help just coming to a point where you can resolve yeah. some stuff that is not resolved yet. Dude, that you've been love through. it. So that's, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that I ain't been through nothing that, it's just got my my name on it. Hey, B. Lloyd ain't never created nothing, done nothing without the help of other people. Yeah, it's right. all about I, all I, I did in my life. And this sums it up. I surrounded myself with dudes that were bigger, badder, smarter, and better than me all around. And I, all I tried to do is keep up with them. Yeah. And then eventually, it worked out for you. Going and eventually move past them. Yeah. Shut yeah. up, listen, emulate, emulate. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, listen, emulate. Boom. So and, what what would you tell some kid now? Even some a young adult that's struggling, has some bad luck growing up like yourself. What would you tell them, man? You're that regardless of your socioeconomic, because it what it don't matter what you come from. Do you have the ability? You ain't gonna be president. I don't I don't tell my daughter you can do anything you want to do. Bullshit. That's that, that's a lie. Not everybody can be president, not everybody can go be a, a, a med, whatever. I it's crazy to tell them that. You can say it in a way that is truthful. While telling them reach for us, reach for the highest mark, but don't set goals that are unattainable. That's how you you set yourself up for failure. Right. And I use president as an example because that's something we all, you know, everybody says. Yeah. If you stand up for the, the little guy, yeah. always stand up for the little guy, not to get your face in a crowd and get somebody to pat you on the back. You just stand up for the little guy. That's one thing that'll build build something, build part of your character that you'll never lose. Yeah. And especially when you do things for the right reason, you just, and then they start coming to you as talking about, Hey, I just threw something at this guy. Protect me. I'm like, Hey, now, now we're getting a little crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I look out for you, but now you're going to start and shit. You got to yeah, yeah. get out there on your own. Yeah. 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 That's how yeah. stupid shall be yeah. punished. Yeah. So yeah. what you do, you come up, you, you help the little guy and the, the, look, the way you judge somebody's character instantaneously is just how, a man treats another person that cannot help him in any way. There's no benefit to him. Yeah. How they treat that person when they don't think anybody else is watching. That's it. Like it. Just like I do treat people like my daughters are watching. Yep. Same scenario. Love it. Go through life. Just treat people like somebody is always watching you. Be kind and don't help people. Just yeah. help people, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not hard to do. Like and it. there are times where it sucks. And and being the the good guy is not always the answer. Fucking sucks. You know, like me and Christy said the other day, this is my last point. Just because you're harmless, don't mean you're good. Being harmless, being with none of to me, being violent and dangerous as hell, and knowing how to control it every step of the way, and knowing when you have to go to this level yeah. or when you have to go to this level, but not just going all out balls to the wall every time just because you can. Yeah. You. Only go as far as you need to go to get the mission accomplished, to get the job done and get a point across and move forward. Maybe you'll learn something and you'll teach that other person something. Yeah. 
Like so, it. I mean, I I've like learned it. a lot from, from bad dudes. Yeah. I know you had a bounty on your head. We'll get it out of different episode. Yeah. yeah. Don't sell yourself short. And yeah. Think that some, not every person on this earth has the ability to teach you something. Yeah. So, dude, you know, you know, we, we boys, I consider you a friend of mine and I think you are an American badass. And I well, think you've, I think you've uh, uh, risen from some bullshit. Major, may, hey, made a hell of a man. Man, I, it, and you know how much that made you gonna choke me up. I don't choke up, son. You American badass. But, but, thank you for everything you did for this great country of ours. Because you know what, we're better for you, and your daughters are better for you. Your mama's better for you. Your family's better for you, and you, even your brother, who's who's a traitor, he went officer. That's all right, though. Yeah, and Brandon's brother is a is a uh, army army veteran himself. Yeah, chief warrant officer three retired last year. Yeah. And I'm gonna give a shout out to him right now and kind of yep. y'all say a little prayer for him. He's in the hospital, had a pretty major surgery done last night. Yeah, yeah, definitely say a prayer for. Uh, He'll be listening. What's your, what's your what's Brent, what's your brother's name again? Jeff Lloyd. Jeff Lloyd. Yeah. So hey, dude, I'm gonna give you a chance to be a sailor real quick. Oh come on, hey! Like I told you, I was in. My, my part got Papa, Papa my was part, the chief. My part got cut, but I did make five grand doing USS Indianapolis. That's right. With Tom Sizemore. So I had the whole the, the denim pants and the shirt swabbing decks with a brick and a damn broomstick. Like, what the fuck is this concoction? That's Just right. stick it in the hole of the brick and do that. What does that do? That's how we roll, dog. But I'm going to make you a sailor right now. Hey, this is how we sign off. And Jamie might make me cut it out and she might get on there. But yeah, for right now, I'm gonna say when I say fair winds, you're gonna say following seas. That's it. Can you can you remember that? I know you're army. I know you're a freaking knuckle dragger. Can you remember following seas? I think so. Okay. I'm not gonna make no promises, but I I'm pretty sure I can remember follow on seas. Following seas, you yeah. redneck some bitch. Let's do this. All right. So with that, we wish you fair winds. Following seas.